Hey, this is John Legadakis, and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of a conference call that I do each week with other internet marketers where we talk about how we can market our products and services better, get more traffic, and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Good morning, John. Good morning, Stephen. How are you? Very good, thank you. Excellent. Great to have you here on the call. Uh, let's see who else is on the call today. We have Mel on the call. Welcome, Mel. Hello, John. It's good to have you back again. We have Julie on the call. Uh, Hello, welcome, John. Welcome, Julie. Hi. Hello, Lyle. Good to have you on the call also. Okay. I do have some training I want to share with you today, but before I do, I wanted to leave the time open for any questions, anything anyone wants to talk about. John. Hey, Julie. I've been working hard, really hard on my blog, and uh, I downloaded a plugin called Squirrelly. Have you heard of it? It sounds familiar. All right. Uh, What that does, it actually is a search engine optimization plugin, and uh, when you actually uh, write content on your blog, to the right of it, up comes Squirrelly, and it gives you images. No, no, wrong spelling. Double R L Y. Okay. And what it does, it actually tells you when you repeat um, words in a content that you have to either bold it. Uh, and it tells you exactly where to bold it. It tells you also that you've got too many repeats. Change it. Mm. And um, it's quite good. It gives you uh, um, a percentage of how much you've optimized your blog, uh, optimized the content of your blog. Okay. And I haven't done it to 100% because I've just been brainstorming keywords. How many more words can you get from fruit? What what other word besides fruit can you use in a in content? How mm. can you describe? Like for instance, if you've got fruit in your first paragraph, second, third, maybe yeah. the fifth, sixth, yeah. it's a repetition, right? Mm. So what it's saying, don't repeat. You either put a picture and image. Oh, and they supply you with all the images relevant to your keyword. Okay. So the more images you have, the less writing you put in. So they say a picture is worth a thousand words, right? Mm. If you went through my blog as, say, a stranger, not in the dashboard, just go into my blog. I've changed a lot of the titles to be search engine friendly. I've changed the content in some instances. And I had absolutely blew my mind over this fruit mm-hmm. because I couldn't think of... Yeah, fruit. Uh, it told me to use synonyms or something yeah. similar to fruit. Well, look, I, I think there's something very. And I'm glad you raised this, Julie, because with the the this kind of these kind of tools can be very handy when it comes to SEO. Do you use the Yoast SEO plugin as well? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. I don't. Yoast, I haven't seen it download it yet. Yeah, it's I've one. I've seen it in the Add New, but I haven't seen it. Um, as one of the ones that I've downloaded. Yeah, it's one that we have talked about in the past, and it is it does a similar thing. The Yoast SEO one, it does tell you if it, it asks you what is the keyword phrase that you're trying to optimize your content for, and then it tells you how well you're doing, like how many times it'll give you a rating 
uh, either green, yellow, or red rating. Based yeah, on... this one gives you green uh, for the right keyword. You've got it in your title, and then if you if your title is too short and it has a keyword in it, they say add a few more words. Otherwise, yeah. it's too um, too optimized, and that could be worked against you rather than for you. Yeah, so it sounds very similar to Yoast, and, and what it's important to know about these tools are they are excellent in they they help you to optimize your content for specific keyword phrases however having said that we have to use them wisely meaning it's not going to be applicable for every single keyword phrase that you're targeting and what i mean this is a classic example so their main be situations where it's telling you how you're repeating a word too much but in reality that is normal because there might not be any synonyms for that word for in this example fruit yeah. right so <laughs> if it's na- as long as it's natural you don't want to force yourself to use synonyms because it's telling you to and there's just none or you can't you know if it's normal to use the word fruit you know, more times than you might normally want would want to use a word, but it, it just it just happens to be that way because there are no synonyms. And hey, look, as long as it sounds natural, the main thing is yes, you do want to optimize your content for your keyword phrases. That's very important, but at the same time, your content has to flow naturally to the reader. Oh, actually, John, and that's uh, very, I'll very important. Re- I've had to rewrite a lot of my um, sentences as well because after I optimized it, it didn't make sense to me by replacing certain words. So yeah. I reread it and I thought, no, that doesn't sound right, and rewrote it. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's that's very very important. And this is why people that um, create automatic content through article spinners. They will never, ever be successful because you can, unless you spend a lot of time, a lot of money creating a really, really, really fancy one, um, like the basic ones that you get... Are not worth it. It just doesn't come out. It just doesn't sound right. You can tell it's not actually been written by someone. And that just turns people off. Actually, I had a comment once that said, oh, you've written this article very well, but you've used different words. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, it's my article. I didn't use an article spinner for it. That's the way I write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope that helps you, Julie. Yeah, it does. Uh, what does it mean when um, it shows in your dashboard that your uh, articles have been Google indexed? Yep. Uh, that means that Google has come along and they have uh, they have indexed your site, meaning that they've they've recognised that you have this content, mm-hmm. and it's actually in their search engine database. Meaning that if someone does a search, um, Google will consider whether or not they want to put your content, that article, as one of their search results. Oh, okay. Okay, that sounds great. Mm, yes. Um, anything else anyone wanted to talk about before we, I, we go into some training I wanted to share with you? Today I want to talk about physical products. Now, 
if you're selling your own physical product and you need help having that product created for you, so you don't want to create it yourself if you want to find someone that will create that for you, or you're looking just to resell physical products, if you're in the market for for physical products, again, to, to sell on your website, uh, your own website, or to sell, resell on eBay, or even on Amazon, I want to share with you a great website you can go to to source these physical products. Now, some of you might be aware of this website already. It's called alibaba.com. Alibaba.com is a fantastic place where you can sign up for free. You can join for free. I'll just log into my account. Before I log in, though, I'll just mention here, it says it's got 45 million members in 190 countries, over 2 million supplier storefronts. So you've got over 2 million suppliers, and a lot of these are going to be from China. You'll find that a lot of the, the, the suppliers that are the most economical, so they offer the best rates, are going to be from China, but they are from lots of, lots of other countries as well, like India and so forth. Okay, I'm signed in. Now, the, re- the reason why you would want to create a free account and you would want to log in is if you want to message, if you want to contact any of these suppliers, if you have a question, like you want to get a quote or anything like that, you have any questions about their products, by logging in, you can message people within Alibaba and you can get messages back from people. And so that's why you want to have a free account. There might be different reasons why you want to be searching Alibaba. You might want to have someone to create your product for you or parts of your product, maybe packaging or, or certain parts of your product you, you need to outsource, you need to have someone create. Or you might just want to resell someone else's products, buy them really cheap here and resell them on eBay or on Amazon. Has anyone here on this call ever done anything like this with physical products not me okay thank you julie all right no one else has done it okay has anyone here ever used alibaba for anything before or even looked at alibaba know anything about it no okay okay great well no haven't heard of it okay well it's really good for us then to to talk about this website because this website uh, let me let me go to the Alexa ranking. It's Alexa traffic rank is fifty six, meaning this website is the fifty sixth most used website in the whole world. Wow! Yeah, so it's a lot of traffic. A lot of people come here and use this site. When you buy stuff on eBay or when you buy stuff on Amazon. Most of these products have the supplier has bought them from Alibaba and they're either getting the suppliers to ship it directly to you or they've purchased it, shipped it to themselves and then they're reselling it onto you and shipping it off to you. Most products that are sold on Amazon or on eBay, they've been sourced from this website. Give me an example for those of you on the call today, 
that may be considering selling physical products, give me an example of a product that you're looking to source from a supplier. And we'll go through it together right now. A heart monitor to wear on your wrist. Sorry, uh, Stephen, I, I didn't hear that very well. A heart monitor. Okay, so, a heart you know, monitor. Like fit, you know, like the Fitbits that you wear around your wrist. Yeah, great, great. Okay, so let's say we're looking for a fitness tracker. When you're doing a search, before I look through these results, when you're doing a search, you do have some options here. If you want your supplier to be from a specific location, you can actually select the location. So let's say you only want suppliers from the United States. I wouldn't recommend that myself. But if you did, you could select United States. Or if you only wanted them from from mainland China mainland, you can select that. If you only wanted them from your part of the world, you only wanted them from, let's say, Australia, I could type in Australia if I wanted to. And, yeah, well, there's no matching found. You, you can, if you want, you can select the region for your supplier. And you've also got these other options here. So supplier types, trade assurance. If they're a trade assurance supplier, they ensure on-time shipment and pre-shipment product quality. You can select only gold suppliers. Gold suppliers are pre-qualified suppliers, meaning they've actually passed some criteria that makes them a more reliable supplier. And that's the same here as an assessed supplier. They're assessed by a third-party inspection company. An assessment report is available for download. Now, myself, when I'm doing a search on Alibaba, I like to tick all these checkboxes because, actually, let me let me untick that for a second. For Fitness Tracker, we got results 19,863 products. Now, if I tick all these three checkboxes, it takes me down to 1,637. So that's still a lot of products to choose from, but I've now narrowed it down to about one-tenth of the prospective products and suppliers. Because I've done that, I'm much more likely to get a better result, a better product. It's highly recommended that you tick these three checkboxes when you're doing a search for for suppliers and products on Alibaba.com. You also, there's some other options here as well. Now, one of this one here, minimum order. So let's say you're just starting out in your business and you, because some of these suppliers, their minimum order, especially if it's smaller products, it might be, or cheaper products, their minimum order might be a thousand pieces. But let's say, again, you're just starting out and for whatever reason, you want your minimum order for you might be 50 or 100. It's good to put that in there so that it only will only then bring you, give you suppliers that can actually supply, that, that are happy to supply your minimum order requirement. So that's that can, that can be a very important one for you, again, depending on where you are with your business. All right, so let's look at some of these results. Now, here's a fitness tracker. It's a wireless Bluetooth one. It looks similar to the Fitbits. Now, how much would you typically buy, uh, expect to pay if you go to the store to buy one of these fitness trackers? How much are we talking? Maybe about $60. Okay, Julie said $60. I think Stephen made a comment. 
No, I said they're about a hundred dollars. You know, the Fitbits. Lyle. Yeah, about a hundred dollars. Okay. Can you see right there on the listing how much they're selling these for? Ten dollars twenty. Yep, between ten and twenty dollars. Oh, ten. Sorry, ten and twenty. Yeah. I read that wrong. The reason why they have a range is sometimes it can be because they have a, a variation of the product, but a lot of the time it's because of your order quantity. So obviously, the more you order from them, the, the cheaper it is. The cheaper it's going to be for you. Exactly. You can get this particular fitness tracker that we're looking at the top there. You can get that between ten and twenty dollars per unit. So imagine you're selling these, for example, on your website or on eBay or even on Amazon. And let's say you you sold this one for $60. Their minimum order is 50 pieces. So if you ordered 50 of these, it most probably cost you $20 each. And there's a few things you have to factor in too. It's not just the cost per unit. You have to factor in the shipping costs Mm. and also any advertising you might do. But still, there's some decent room there for you for profit. If you're buying these at $20 a unit and you're selling them, let's say, $60 a unit, especially if you're ordering the larger quantity where you're buying them at $10 per piece. Are you basing this on pretty much normal retail is like they usually sell things three times as much as what they pay for it themselves Yeah. at, at the retail level? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you do have a supplier that has a minimum order, or let's say it's hundreds or thousands, Let's say you, you are interested in ordering, but you don't want to order their minimum order before you actually see the product. Go ahead, contact them, ask them to send you a one-off unit. Ask them to send you one. They'll be happy to send it to you. You know, you might you just have to pay for that unit and the shipping maybe. Uh, but the, they'll be more than willing to send you a single unit so you can actually see the product hands-on and do reviews and so forth. So don't hesitate to do that. And you can try it out yourself to see whether it works okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so here's some other units here. This one's a lot like the Fitbit, and it costs only between $7.50 and $9.50 per unit. And you can actually even order one as a minimum order quantity. And these are trade assurance suppliers. These are higher quality suppliers as well. You can see why this website is so very, very popular. Let's do one other product. Is there any other products anyone's thinking of sourcing? Whether, again, whether it's a full-on product that you want to resell or maybe part of your physical product creation, whether it's packaging or something like that, that you're looking for a supplier. Co is looking for a warm pad. What exactly is a warm pad, Co? It's actually a pad uh, that you put behind your back while you sleep. It's used for blood circulation. Is it uh, one that's connected electro- electronically, like in a power outlet, that you warm it up? Yes, you warm it up while uh, you put it below your bed sheet and you sleep on it. Uh, and during the night, uh, it heats up your spine. Okay. And uh, when you the spine, uh, there's blood circulation throughout the body and you sleep very well. I was for it for some time. Okay, let's do it. Let's do a search then for. On warm, so, Co mentioned warm a warm pad. So, how much Co would they normally send uh, sell for these warm pads? I I bought one that cost me eight hundred forty nine. I think seven hundred forty eight dollars. Seven hundred forty eight dollars. 
Yes, uh, no, Singapore dollars locally. Yeah. So around, let's say around $800 Australian or for the US current exchange rate, maybe around $500 US, roughly? Uh, yes, about $500, yes. Yeah. This one, code that we're looking at right now is similar to the one that you purchased? Yes, yes. Okay, great. Now, so this one here is selling per piece anywhere between $20 US to $46.50 US. Uh, so I'm not familiar with these, but obviously Co is. So this is a, an item that you can spend up to, or Co spent fi- around $500 US for his, and maybe you can buy ones that are even more expensive. This one here in the stores might sell for, let's say this one still sells in the stores for around $250 US, but you can see you can get it for a lot less here on Alibaba. This website is for anything at all, anything at all that you can think of, a physical product wise, you can find it here. Can I just um, say something? Um, yes. if, if they're $46 each, that means you're going to have to fork out $46,000. So therefore you would have to, you certainly have to do your research to see if whether it's going to be a, a feasible product for you as well. Yes, with that minimum order quantity, yes. Yeah. Well, that, that's right, exactly. exactly. So if I was starting out and I'm looking to sell one or more physical products, but I'm not sure how many sales I'm going to make, obviously, I'm going to want to order the lowest amount possible. So when I'm doing my search, and let's say I'm doing a search for warm pad, for my minimum order quantity, I might only want to order 50 units. Currently, there was there was eight, oh, just over 8,000 suppliers, now or products now there's 1367 because these all now match my minimum order quantity so that's one way to get around it when you're first starting out yeah you definitely don't want to order be ordering thousands of units of something that you don't already know if you can sell or how how long it's going to take you to sell them another option is to look for suppliers that are drop shippers can anyone tell me what the term drop shipping means? Uh, isn't it um, a supplier that you contact to uh, uh, to send the supply of order directly from the company to the customer? Exactly. Like consignments, like a consignment, rather than you handle it, you contact the drop shipper to do it for you. Exactly. You get the customer to them, and they yes. supply the uh, goodies to the customer. That's exactly right. So a dropshipper is a supplier that you can notify them of a sale. They will ship the product directly to the client on your behalf. The advantage of finding suppliers that are dropshippers is that you don't have to worry about minimum order quantities. You don't have to purchase a product in advance and get it shipped to you and then ship it off to your clients. As the orders come in, uh, you can order that product through the supplier just for that specific order and they'll ship it off for you straight to the client. So there's there's no risk to you at all. That's a definitely a very a very good business model. They actually use drop shippers on eBay. Yes. Mm. The only disadvantage of doing it that way is delivery time. If you have a drop shipper arrangement with a supplier in China, for example, and you're selling stuff whether it's in the US or in UK or in Australia, your shipping times are not going to be great 
from the time someone makes an order to the time they receive it, if you've got a drop shipping arrangement, they have to wait. They're going to have to wait three, four weeks for their order to come unless they're happy to pay premium uh, postage, premium shipping. And in that case, you can get shipped to them much faster. The advantage of having the product shipped to you if you're selling the stuff locally is that if you have the, your 50 items shipped to you and someone makes an order, you can ship them to them a lot faster. Again, so that's the only disadvantage of having a drop shipping arrangement with somewhere like China. I've got some points here that I wanted to share with you. If you're looking to resell products that you're buying through places like Alibaba, that you're you're looking to, if you're looking to resell physical products, good products to target are ones that are lightweight. You're going to just save so much in your shipping costs. Also, that's easy to ship. If you've got something that's very awkward shape or large shape, it's typically not a good idea to focus on those kind of physical products to resell them. The third point I've got there is that it's hard to break. If you've got something that's very fragile, you're going to have more instances of people asking for refunds and unhappy customers. Something that's low cost is obviously going to be to your advantage because it's easier to make a profit. And especially when you're starting out, you're not going to need a lot of capital. And the fifth point there, I've got something that you can private label. Now, this is really important. If you want to create your own brand and get repeat customers, something that you can easily label as your own product. A great example of this here in Australia is Kogan. He basically started off selling TVs and now he's got an online electronics store. He brands now the products as his own product, but they're all obviously made in China. Things that you can private label will help you to create a solid business, a evergreen business that you can build and that you can sell later on. Product categories to avoid when it comes to physical products, reselling physical products are electronics, books, jewelry, Kindle books, software, and digital downloads. Now, the reason why these products are ones you want to avoid is because of the competition in the market and the amount of money you can make as far as your your profit margins. So the two examples that we went through before where we talked about are the fitness trackers and the warm pads. Out of those two, considering everything we just talked about there, which out of those two do you feel would be the better ones to promote? Well, it depends if they're electronic. I mean, obviously, the fitness ones are electronic, but the, the warm pad, if the warm pad's not, yeah, that. Yeah, I'd go the warm pad as well. There's one more thing I wanted to mention. We talked earlier about dropshippers, and a question that you might be asking yourself is, well, how do I know if the suppliers that I'm researching on Alibaba, if they do shop dropshipping, if they offer offer that as an option well if we come back come back here to alibaba and you if you look here actually unfortunately there's nothing here on the website there's no options for you to know if the supplier is a drop shipper now there's a few ways that you can get around this one way is to actually when you're doing a search for your product put the word drop shipper and then the product that you want now in the case of warm pads it doesn't bring up any results Another way 
is to uh, when you find suppliers that you like ask them if they offer that if they offer drop shipping there is a third way as well and that is if you go to google and you type in the google search alibaba drop shipper or drop shipping one of the results here you'll find here we go alibaba.com drop ship hyphen supplies.html again i'll repeat i'll repeat that it's alibaba.com forward slash dropship hyphen supplies.html now on this page it actually lists all the suppliers that offer drop shipping and you can see from the results here there's 5222 suppliers so you could look through there and look for supplies that way another thing i need to mention too is that amazon if you're selling products on amazon's website they actually act as a drop shipper for you and here's how it would work with alibaba or any supplier what you would do is you would when you're purchasing your product let's say in this case from alibaba.com you would ship it straight to amazon's warehouse now when you if you're selling products on amazon you'll you'll know what i'm talking about when you create an account and when you set up your products you'll have the details of, of how to do this. But basically, to just the short version here today, is you can ship your product straight to Amazon's warehouse. Then when you're setting up your product on Amazon's website that you're selling, it'll, it'll be configured so that if someone comes and buys your product, let's say you've shipped 500 items that you've bought at alibaba.com to Amazon's warehouse, and if someone comes to amazon.com and they buy your product, Amazon knows that you've got 500 units there ready to go. It'll take from their warehouse one of those 500 units that you just sold and ship it straight to that person in your name. And it, it basically, again, it acts like a drop shipper for you, Amazon does. So that's how it would work if you wanted to sell products on, on Amazon's website. And again, if there's any physical products that you're selling or anything you need to source that's physical, I highly recommend that you use Alibaba.com. That's everything that I wanted to cover today. I really appreciate everyone being on the call. I hope you all have a great Christmas. And again, thank you so much for being on the call today and participating. Great job. Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, yeah, have a good time. And I'll see you in two weeks. Thank you, Lyle. Dito from me. Thank you, Julie. Good to have you on the call. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Co. Mel. Great to have you on the call today. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. A transcript summary of today's podcast, including links to sites mentioned, is available on my blog at johnlagodakis.com. That's J-O-H-N-L-A-G-O-U-D-A-K-I-S.com. And if you'd like help setting up your own successful internet marketing business, I highly recommend you check out my free webinar at makemoneywithjohn.com. Thank you for joining us on this audio program. For more online success strategies, visit makemoneywithjohn.com.